give him a warm welcome, Judah Trabalsi. My, my voice isn't as throaty as, give me some of that bass voice that Sean, Sean has. I like that. Yes, yeah, 16 years, a youth pastor, and uh, Sean and I have done lots of stupid things together, guaranteed. Uh, my family uh, really heard from the Lord. My wife and I heard on separate days, just like one day apart, that we were going to plant in Denver. We lived in the Burbs, going to a really awesome, healthy church like this one. And God's like, all right, get out of your comfort zone and go tell people about Jesus in downtown Denver and uh, to a forgotten neighborhood, um, a lot of poverty in our neighborhood and a lot of uh, drugs and violence in our neighborhood. And what better place to set up shop and tell people about Jesus, right? And so it's been absolutely incredible. We're so excited. Uh, this morning is anointed and God's doing amazing things in our midst. And so can we just open our hands and receive from the Lord? Can everyone just open their hands? And would you just pray this? Um, actually, let's just pray this out loud together. I'll say it and you repeat. Lord, Lord, I open my heart. I'll become more undignified than this. Lord, let the walls come down this morning. My ears are open. I'm listening. I want to hear from you. And I will obey. Let me walk out of this room today with new freedom. Amen. You know, you had mentioned God's calling us back this morning. And as I was young, we would dance in the aisles. And we would just let loose. And I think as I've grown older, I've become um, more reserved. Isn't that so sad? It's kind of like Sean and I got demoted, you know, when we became senior pastors. Like, youth pastoring is where it's at. Am I right? I mean, that's, that's where all the fun is. And you can just let loose and be like David and more undignified. But God is calling us back to that first love this morning. God is calling destiny back to its original roots and what God has called us to. And so think back of the amazing things. All, all my life, God's been faithful. All your life, he's been faithful. And he's, he's rekindling a flame this morning. Amen? So hear that. Receive it. It's going to be a great morning. Put on your imagination caps for a moment and imagine your best friend calls you, right? Call you and they say, hey, would you mind coming over today? You won't believe this, but I got fired. I got fired from my job. And to make matters worse, on the way home, I got in a car accident. Finally made it home late at night. And you guys know Peppy, my hamster? Choked on a hairball. Dead. I mean, imagine this, right? Your beloved, beloved hamster. And it's like, man, I mean, what could go worse, right? That's just the most horrible day. So, of course, you hop in your car. You go to your friend's house. And you can't find any parking. The place is packed. Like, what is going on here? Then you hear this amazing music happening. Then you see people dancing. You see people like much like today with party hats on going in. So you, you go in, finally find a parking spot. You go in and what's your friend doing? 
the salsa, you know, just hanging out, dancing with all of, all of his friends. And you're like, <laughs> you know, you literally thought you had to, you know, you put your pastor's cap on and you're like, I'm going to go to pray for them, you know, do a memorial for the hamster, you know, you have it all ready to go. And you're like, what is with this celebration? I, I have no idea. And they just simply say to you, you, you haven't read Luke 10, 20? It's like, I, I still have a reason to celebrate. And I kind of feel like that. Looking at all of our faces, we kind of feel like that a little bit after, you know, COVID. I mean, I know it's not fully over, but the reality is we're kind of coming out and we're like, what just happened? You know, you feel like you got hit in the face with a frying pan or something. You're like squinting when you see the sunlight, you know? You're like, what is going on, right? And we're just kind of coming out in this sense. But I am here to tell you this morning that you have a reason to celebrate. And some of you are like, what does Luke 10, 20 say? You're like, like I'm so, you know, supposed to have that memorized. Well, I will read it for you. I think it might come up on the screen. Luke 10, 17 through 24, would you follow along with me? This is the word of the Lord. The 72 returned with joy and said, and so the context, culture and context, right, is Jesus just sent out the 72 and was like, all right, let's go wreak havoc on the enemy. Get out of here. Said, Lord, even the demons submitted to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Can I get an amen there right now? Last time I checked, Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and that's the last time I checked. So there's no difference in this crew today, right? The 72 were able to cast out demons, were able to cast out demons. Pretty sure you're uh, stomping on the enemy's head when you're dancing before the Lord. You're letting loose and letting chains fall off. Um, I believe that God is saying to us, even this morning, I have given you that same power. The same power that conquered the grave lives in and point to yourself. Everyone point to themselves. Say me. Same power that conquered the grave. That's not like a little amount. That's the same power that created the heavens and the earth lives in you. So we're not going to get bullied by the enemy anymore. I came like, this is a word for me. You just happen to get to hear it as well, right? I feel like God is just breaking things free. As I was dancing this morning, I just feel like he's breaking free things in my life, this heaviness, this heaviness um, that the enemy... I was just telling Sean yesterday, just pouring out to my friend, crying on his shoulders, that my job stinks. I won't have everyone raise your hand that your job stinks, right? But my job... I have a day job. You know, it's a tent-making job because it's uh, not cheap to live in the city. (laughs) And so I have to have a day job. And it stinks right now. It is so hard. And um, there's just all sorts of dysfunction there. And I just had that spirit of heaviness every day I go to work. And even as I was dancing this morning, I felt like God was just breaking those things off of me. And as I read this scripture, it continually reminds me. Continuing in verse 18, he says, he replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Can I read that again? All of the power. It doesn't say, I've given you some of the power, right? But everyone say with me, all of the power. All of the power. Thank you. There's one person that said that with me. We'll do, maybe it's my counting that's wrong, Sean. Maybe I need to count together. They're like, do I repeat after you? Am I supposed to say it with you? So I'm going to do one, two, three. That was, my, that was my bad. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. On the count of three, we're going to say all the power. One, 
two, three. All the power. I saw you in the back row. Good job. You guys, you guys nailed it. That was great. Awesome. All of the power. It wasn't some of it. Again, that same power that conquered the grave. It says, nothing will harm you. Amen? Nothing will harm you. However, <laughs> this is incredible. Like, you have all of the power. But however, that's just small stuff compared to, do not rejoice that your spirits, the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So I was just thinking, you know, as you do late at night and you hate your job and you're like, man, is this going to end? What am I going to do? We're going to be impoverished. What's going to happen? You know, how is this going to work out? And I literally realized as I was reading this scripture that if you lose absolutely everything in your life and you have Jesus, you have everything. You have everything you need. And some of you need to hear that this morning. You still have a reason to celebrate. You have a reason to celebrate because it goes on to say, right? It says your name is written in heaven, right? When you pass on from this earth one day, your reservation slip is written and good. You're going to come and say, hey, come on in. Let's celebrate. And that's going to be a party like none other. This is just a taste of what we're going to do in heaven. And we should rejoice, rejoice about that. It continues in verse 21. It says, at the time, at that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise your Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Exhibit A. What was happening in this corner this morning, right? And thankfully, like, we broke off the shackles, and some of us older folks were doing it over here as well. But, I, I, but wh where were we taking our cues from? The children. God is calling us to have childlike faith this morning. God is calling us to have childlike faith. He 100% is. And I just want to say this morning, God's not done his work. God's not done the celebration, but he is asking you to become more undignified. He's asking you to let loose and let go. And I'll just tell you, I, I referenced as I was a child, I would dance with my mom. My mom was a flag waver. You had to watch out. It was like, whoa, why? You almost poke someone's eye. I know why some of you don't sit in the front row because you're gonna, afraid you're going to get hit by a flag. I totally get that. But there is something so liberating and freeing about being a child. For one, you don't care what anyone else thinks. You're only getting your approval from the Father. That's right. A lot of times I'm in my head too much. I know I'm the only one here that's in my head too much, right? And I'm just like, what if I look silly dancing? I already know the answer to that, by the way. I look silly dancing. But I just don't care anymore. I'm like, I'm pretty sure David didn't care. He was like, I am just going to become more undignified than this. And that's the first step to recovery, right? Is not taking yourself too seriously. We take ourselves, look at this guy in his hat. I mean, he's not taking himself too seriously. We take ourselves too seriously. And that was a word from the Lord this morning. Like uh, the Romans passage that was spoken. It says, uh, basically, the Judah paraphrase was, yo, you take yourself too seriously. That was what I heard from the Lord from that Romans passage. It was like, 
you are all like you know, rigid and we're like, no, we're, we have become beyond that. No, you haven't. You have regrets. It's just like when Sean and I became demoted to senior pastorship, right? We came to, it's like, no, I am a senior pastor. It's actually just like a youth pastor. It's just a different age. It's just you love people the same. There's nothing different. And then there's more finances involved. Not, not so fun. I could always pawn it off on my senior pastor, like, hey, we're over budget this month. What are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? What, what happens? Can I get an amen from the youth pastor? Okay. No, I'm, I know he's in a budget. I, I was very fiscally responsible. Um, <laughs> so check this out. It continues. I'll, I'll read it again a little bit. Verse 22. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and no one knows the Father who is except the Son, and who, those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. I mean, we, we get to see things. And the, they were living in the dark in some ways in the Old Testament. We, we have seen the power of God. The, the veil was torn. The same power that conquered the grave lives in us. I, have I said that already? Yes. A few times, right? I think that's a theme this morning. When you're reading things in the Bible, when things are said over and repeated, God is trying to speak, us, speak that to us this morning. He says, For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. You have seen God do miracles in your midst, and he is calling you back to go through the um, hypothetical yearbooks of his faithfulness in your life. Did you catch that in the song this morning? The song, we didn't collaborate about songs because we don't need to, because the Holy Spirit is here with us. But if I was to pick out a few songs to be sung for this message this morning, it would have been those ones, those exact ones, in fact. Because the Holy Spirit is at work. He's trying to tell you something. He's trying to tell you all your life he's been faithful. All your life he's been so, so good to you. Amen? All your life. I just turned 38 years young. And at this stage of your life, some of you are going to make fun of me, but you know, I asked Sean, I was like, well, how many is that again? Like, why, why do we forget our age? Like, even in the 30s, I'm like, how old? I asked my kids how old I am. And I was at church on my birthday, and um, the youth pastor, that I was no longer the youth pastor, so they called me up, and I was to help raise money. I was just volunteered. I, actually, we call it voluntold. And they're like, hey, come on up here. We're going to pour pickles over your head to raise money for the youth group. And let's bring the old youth pastor up and have him get poor. That was for my birthday. That wasn't the greatest part of my birthday. The, bur- the greatest part was that when we were singing, they sang that song. And I was looking back over 38 years, and guess what? He's been faithful. Every single step of the way, there has not been one promise that he has not answered. There has not been one prayer that he has not. He has a literal perfect track record. Would you take a moment and think over your life? Has he been faithful? Has he been so, so good to you? He has. He has. That is a reason to celebrate, right? That is a reason to celebrate, right? Not only that your name is written in the book of life, but that your whole life, he has been faithful. 
I work for a multi, multi-millionaire. She can literally buy anything she wants. Any car in the world she could buy, any house, any building, she just buy with cash. And I will tell you this right now, um, this particular person is not happy. In fact, they have more issues and more problems than I could ever imagine. I, I do not want to be her. I would not want to have her money. And you know, sometimes you feel like you're just scraping by, but the reality is, is money is not the answer or the solution. Trust me, I've been around a lot of very wealthy people. And sometimes it's more shackles than less, right? And I tell you, God is speaking something to us that we can't find our assuredness, we can't find a foundation in money. Our joy does not come from money, but it really comes from the Lord. And that's a reason to celebrate. You could have no money and you could be celebrating the goodness of God. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. How many times has God come through for all of us? But we can just line up right now and tell stories about how God miraculously provided in the 11th hour, right? His faithfulness. Think back about the, few, the, the number of times that he's miraculously provided for you. If you're in a tough financial situation right now, one, hey, we're in this together, but cry out to the Lord. He's going to answer. Watch how he provides. Amen? Amen. Our assuredness in God surpasses all, all circumstance. He will never leave you or forsake you. That is a reason to celebrate. He always walks with you. That is a reason to celebrate. He will um, always honor his promises, right? And his goodness is running after you, right? We also celebrate because we were blind and now we see. God is just bringing us back down memory lane. Remember back for a minute when you were saved, right? There's a, there's a, a psalm. Also, it was turned into a song, but it says, Restore unto me the joy of our salvation. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. When were you saved? Were, were you like, you know, his father that was just dancing in the aisles, radically saved? What did it look like, right? He's bringing us back to our first love. And I just want to do a little throwback, speaking of throwback, is Sean. I'm talking about his young love, a beautiful young lady named Deanna. I don't know if we have a picture.
for night, day after day, and then they would pop the hatch and he could come out and see the light. I feel like you are seeing the light. And God is saying the same power that conquered the grave lives in you, and you're to tell others about it. You're to celebrate. Following God is such an epic journey. We don't have to make up who we're going to share with. God has already prepared in advance good works for you. You don't have to make it up. I'm learning that every day in the city. I walk out my door into my neighborhood, and I say, God, use me. Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to talk to? And guess what? He's already orchestrated people for me to talk to, right? God is saying, come out of your grave clothes. Lazarus, take your head covering off. Take your grave clothes off. You remember David? You remember that story that you think, why is this in the Bible, right? Where he literally danced until his outer garments came off because they were holding him back, because they were, they were, they were restraining him from fully dancing and celebrating God. He said, I will become even more undignified than this because I have reason to celebrate. I have reason to celebrate because my name is written in the book of life. You could lose everything and you still have him. You have everything. You have everything you need. Right? We're going to celebrate because of his goodness and his faithfulness. All my life, you've been faithful, Lord. All my life, you've been so, so good to me. You have never left me or forsook me. You are the one that has bound up my wounds and healed me. You have been so, so good. I don't know how I made it out of that circumstance, Lord, but you are with me every step of the way, and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And we celebrate this morning because we were blind, and now we see again. You have a destiny. And your destiny is to celebrate and worship. Your destiny is to live fully alive. Your destiny is to prophesy over your city. Your destiny is to walk in boldness. And some of you thought that that boldness has gone away. In fact, I was maybe thinking the same thing before I walked in this room this morning, where my name is Judah, and I know God has called me to roar to be the lion of the tribe of Judah is part of my anointing, part of my calling. But I think some of that got lost in my craziness of my job and the insanity of the city that I live in. It's weighed on me. It's been a weight heavier than any handcuffs or shackles, but there was a weight on me when I walked in here. There was a weight, and it comes from the dysfunction it comes from the worry about finances. It comes from all of that. You, don't, you know what I'm talking about. A weight that like makes your shoulders hurt. A weight that's heavy. But you know what Jesus said? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And as I began to dance this morning, and I, I haven't danced in, I mean, probably since youth camp a couple of years ago, right? Like, I'm not necessarily a dancer, right? I don't have that opportunity. But as I was dancing, I felt the chains fall off. I felt that weight fall off because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And and you might say, oh, he dances all the time. We don't know him. He's probably doing this every day. No, no. I bet some of you in this room are more, you know, reserved in that way. And I I was like, I I normally am. I don't, at at my, my home church, I'm not dancing. But man, I hope to bring that back. I hope there's a strength that there's a weight that was lifted off of me while I was dancing. And I don't want 
anyone to walk out of this room without that weight being lifted completely off you, without it dropping to the ground, without it completely falling off. And I think God is asking us to become more undignified this morning. And some of you thought you lost your boldness. And I see this picture of a campfire in the woods. And there's just, you know, maybe a few people around it and you just made a small, small campfire. And then all of a sudden this wind of the spirit takes it and just scatters the embers everywhere. And it reminds me of what happened during the persecution of the church. The early church was persecuted, persecuted by Satan, the enemy that was like, I am going to snuff this campfire out. This little campfire, it can't, no, it's going to stay here. So he just decided to start persecuting, killing off the Christians. You know what it did? It was a wind of the spirit that literally spread embers all over the forest. So instead of staying in one place, they were like, we better get out of here. So the gospel literally spread wherever they ran away to. So when the enemy thinks he has the advantage, he's literally helping God. God always flips it on him. What the enemy intended for evil, God will use for good. What the enemy intended for evil, what the enemy intended for evil, you're coming out of COVID right now and you're feeling like, wow, what happened? You know, what happened to the big C church? What's happening in America? What's happening? What the enemy intended for evil, God will use for good. There's a sifting happening where those that believe in the name of the Lord and call upon the name of the Lord, where he is stirring us up like embers to be spread throughout the forest, that there would be a rekindling of the fire of God that would reign in this place. And your symbol is a flame. And Lord, I pray that the flame of the Holy Spirit, like the day of Pentecost, would rest in this place, like the day that Solomon dedicated the temple to you.